Welcome to episode five of No Known Associates. I'm here, Ryan, your host, by myself. Kind of getting used to that a little bit. So what's been happening? Um, Well, new city, new house, new thicker beard, same girlfriend, thank God. Same podcast, but here by myself in Nashville, no friends. Um, this is episode five. Thank you for joining. Yes, I am here in Nashville, a.k.a. Smashville, Tennessee, or as 8-Ball and MJG used to say, Tennessee. Yeah, so we're in Nashville. Moved up here with my girlfriend, Sierra. We moved up here a couple of months ago. Um, why did we move? Well, first of all, Hated West Palm Beach. Uh, definitely on my list of places I've lived, it's definitely toward the bottom. Minnesota was the very bottom. St. Paul, Minnesota. Sorry for from St. Paul, but I couldn't hang. Too cold. You go outside in the winter to smoke a cigarette and your face freezes. Your nose freezes. I went to a football game with my brother in Minnesota when they were playing at Gopher Stadium. Last game of the regular season, so it was in early January. And Vikings were playing the Giants. Negative 17 degrees, wind chill, felt more like negative 20-something. I mean, yeah, we win. It was a football game, but... Man, it was, uh, one, not worth it, and two, it was more like torturing yourself for a few hours, and that's how it was in Minnesota from October through probably April, freezing cold, locked inside, but West Palm Beach, even though it's sunny, it has beaches, I just really didn't like it, and neither did my girlfriend. And so probably like a year ago, we started thinking, um, you know, we wanted to move. We wanted to get the hell out of there. So her family lives in Philly. My brother and his fiance live in Nashville. My parents are moving to Nashville. And, you know, we've been dating for a while and thinking towards the future a little bit. And so trying to think, you know, we want to be near family. Um Neither of us had any reason to be in Florida. So, um, yeah, we weighed our options and we chose Nashville. And um, I know Sierra really didn't want to go to Nashville at first. We came up here and took a trip uh, last July 2020. And I don't know, she was down. 
I was prepared to move to Philly, but I'm kind of glad that we didn't. We just got back from a trip up there over Christmas. It's cool, but, um, you know, it's a little cold, a little too many Eagles fans, people yelling, go birds. And in general, you know, I like to live in an area where the people are kind of nice, not so edgy and angry all the time. Up in the Northeast, people, you know, it's a little dark. People are a little angry. Not really sure why, but we chose Nashville, and here we are. I want to start off kind of by talking about what I'd like to do with the podcast. Um, I mean, the number one goal is to make some friends. I'm here in a new city. I got my girlfriend. I got my brother, my parents. Um, but I'd like to make friends. You know, in West Palm Beach, I had some people I worked with. I had some people I was friends with for a little while. But, you know, out of meaningful friendships or relationships with people, I mean, I got my girlfriend out of it, so that was pretty good. Uh, wouldn't have met her otherwise. But as far as friendships go, I didn't really make too many friends out of the almost three years that I lived there. And so trying to do things a little differently this time around. Um, so yeah, I'd like to use this podcast as a way to make some friends. Uh, you know, invite someone over. I have four mics. Currently I have no one to use the other mics, but that's gonna change. Uh, my girlfriend will join, my brother will join, my cousin. And her husband are in town, so I'm going to try to get them on. But eventually, I'd like to meet people and invite them on and sit down and have a conversation. Hopefully, make them laugh a little bit, share some stories, maybe make them a little uncomfortable. Uh, but get to know them and hopefully make some friends. As much as I like isolating and being an introvert, sitting at home, you know, covid a lot of quarantining, a lot of chilling at the house. It's good. I like it. But, you know, I think that it's also important to make some friends. And, uh, you know, I haven't really had friends that have lasted. So I'm trying to change the narrative on that. My other goal is to find some people to get involved with with the podcast. Um, right now, it's just me talking into a camera by myself. It's a little strange. I'm not even used to talking to people that much, let alone talking to myself. But yeah, I want to find some people to get involved. Uh, maybe someone to produce. Maybe someone who's a little funnier than me to join and be a co-host. We'll see. But I'm open, and I'm going to be trying to figure it out. It's going to be evolving. And I mean, really, I just want to laugh. You know, that's a great thing about having friends and meeting people. Um, sharing some laughs. And when you're chilling by yourself, man, isn't, laughs are a little kind of hard to come by. Uh, and when I do laugh, I feel kind of weird because I'm laughing in a house by myself. Uh, you know, I think my girlfriend's probably a little tired of me trying to get her to laugh all the time. And I think a lot of times it comes across more like rants instead of comedy. 
just complaining about the world, uh, complaining about really kind of anything. Uh, I think it's funny, but, uh, you know, she always tries to stick up for them or whatever. So I need to find new people, someone who actually laugh at what I got to say. So no known associates. I really do have no known associates right now. I had some people, the prequel episodes down in West Palm Beach, some people that I knew from work, some people that I have become friends with. But now I'm here in Nashville starting a new journey. And, uh, you know, if this was my space, I wouldn't even have a top eight. You know what I mean? I think I'd have my girlfriend, my parents, so that's now we're at three. My brother, his fiance, five. I'd have three empty spots. Tom, I guess, could take one of them. That's classic. And then I'd have two empty spots. I'd probably have to like make uh, two fake profiles and, you know what I mean, steal some pictures off the internet, catfish myself, and and uh, just so I could have a filled out top eight, you know, a full roster. So what have, what's been up with me? Um, I mean, honestly, not that much. Life is pretty chill. I like, uh, you know, chilling out. Spent a lot of time at home. I know last week, from Monday to Monday, I didn't leave the house one time. Pretty sad. Normally, I go to the gym. I'll go to the grocery store. I'll run a couple of errands. Um, but it was just one of those weeks, you know, feeling lazy. Had a big knot in my back, so I wasn't trying to go to the gym and tweak it. So I just chilled at home. And uh, I wear this kind of attire 24-7. I got sweatpants. I got my slippers on. I wear, like, some sort of jacket or hoodie. And that's it. I'm chilling. Uh, Whether I'm working, whether I'm going to the gym whether I'm just laying on the couch or going to sleep, this is life right now. So yeah, hanging out at home, not leaving the house too much. Um, I mean, the big kind of challenge I have right now is my girlfriend wants to get a puppy. I'm not trying to get a puppy. You know what I mean? Like, I fear the day that I do have to go back to work because I think that I'll return from work some evening and I'll walk in and a little puppy will be running around, pissing on the floor, chewing on my stuff. And I'm not trying to have that happen. But she's dead set on getting a puppy. All the people that she talks to are pushing her into it. She's all about it. But me, I'm working from home. I'm at home all the time. I'm going to have to raise this thing. I'm going to have to train it, take it out, take it on walks, watch it as if it was a baby. You know, not... uh, Puppies are cool. I've had dogs. They're cool. Um, Definitely a lot of work. And, you know... 
right now I've got, you know, the, the, as far as things that I'm tied down, I've got my girlfriend, I've got a job, and that's it. It's nice. If I wanted to move, I could move. If I wanted to go to a different country, I wanted to travel, I could do that. But when you start getting a lot of puppy in the mix, man, that really changes things. And, you know, the kind of puppy she wants to get, to me, it's it's disgusting, you know? I really, she wants a goddamn French bulldog, all right? These little things, you might see them on the internet, people dressing them up in costumes. People carrying them around, taking them to work with them. I mean, they don't really do that much. They hang out. They bark a little bit. You know, you're not going to play fetch with a French bulldog. You're not going to go on a run with a French bulldog. I don't think they can run. I mean, they could barely breathe. I just imagine getting a French bulldog and then someday having a get like a CPAP machine and hooking it up to the Frenchie at night because it's got sleep apnea or something. I mean, come on. If I get a dog, I want a dog. You know what I mean? Something I can wrestle with. I can play fetch with. Go on a run. Take to the dog park. Something real, you know? Maybe something... For some home defense, someone tries to break in in the night and the dog, you know, attacks them. I think the French bulldog would hide under the bed. So we're in the negotiation phase, you know. She wants the dog. I don't want the dog. We agreed not to talk about it until her birthday in May. But literally, we talk about it every day, so... That boundary isn't working out that well. But I'm just literally doing whatever I can to uh, push this thing off. Um, but the other thing I have to do is I kind of I have to decide if I let her get the dog, I could use that as a negotiation tactic to get something that I want. But I'm not really sure what I want. I mean, I'm a man of few hobbies, few interests. Uh, you know, I don't golf. I don't go to the damn country club. I'm not a dude who goes out and hunts, getting primal in the woods, hunting a boar or a deer. You know, I'm no hunter. I mean, I used to fish a little bit, but, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing. I haven't been fishing in a number of years. So I'm trying to think, what could I use as a negotiation tactic? I don't know. I don't have any ideas. I'm going to definitely ask people, try to start a poll, see what I should negotiate with. If she's going to get a dog, I'm going to get this, or I get to do that. Uh, so we'll see. Even if I don't get anything, I'm going to try to because the bargain, the negotiating, the game, the back and forth, it's fun. But, you know, I got to feel like I came out on top. I can't just give in, give in, give in. Not in my house. Maybe I'll just get like instead of the smallest 
lamest dog. I'll just get like the biggest, most vicious dog. And I'll bring it home. When she gets home from work, it'll surprise her. We'll see what happens. So, yeah. Trying to fight off getting a dog. We'll see how it goes. We were watching a friend's dog. Uh, I mean, these people we know from West Palm Beach, they moved up here. When we moved up here, and they went out of town for a couple of weeks. We watched their dog. It was fun, honestly. I mean, I had fun. Little guy. Uh, I think he's like a golden doodle, a labradoodle. And within 12 hours of us getting him, we take him out into the backyard. We have a deck that has some stairs. And he's so excited. He sprints off the deck and leaps and lands in the yard and immediately just rolling on the ground, yelping so loud. I thought this thing broke its leg. I didn't know what to do. Luckily, we iced it, nursed him back to health. He was all good. Took him on walks, played with him in the backyard. He played with some other dogs. It was cool. And then he got sick. I think he was having allergies to something. So he was puking and having diarrhea. He puked on our white rug a couple of times. I had to clean that up. And we had to take him to get washed because he started smelling like shit. So, you know, for me, it was fun to have for a little bit, but it didn't really get me that excited about getting a dog, you know. All right. I'm going to go into our first break. We'll get into what else I've been getting into after this. Thanks. All right, we're back. Thanks for staying tuned in. So, the search for friends, right? I really need to find some friends soon. And, I mean, a lot of people say, I don't want to be desperate. Honestly, I'm desperate, you know? See, I've been dating this uh, girl, Sierra. Love her a lot. She's great. And, uh, you know, we've been together almost three years. Obviously, marriage is on the table. And, um, I mean, I don't want to be like the wedding ringer. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's kind of a fat. Nerdy Jewish guy dating uh, Kaylee Cuoco. And he has to hire Kevin Hart uh, to be his best man and to get groomsmen because he doesn't have any for himself. And I mean, as 
lame as it sounds, I don't want that to be me, you know? I think about this. Like, I can't propose to my girlfriend and have no friends and then meet people and be like, hey, by the way, we've hung out five times. You want to be in my wedding? I mean, come on. That's weird. And right now, honestly, if we lined up, she's got a number of friends. She's got girls. I mean, she'd probably have five or six up there with her. For me, yikes. Uh, my brother and probably her brother. So that's two. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'd have to uh, start dialing some numbers of some people I hadn't talked to in a while. I mean, I have friends in high school and in college, but if you don't really see someone or talk to them for five, ten years, I mean, you think they're going to fly out and come to the wedding? Nah. I wouldn't, or I haven't. You know what I mean? When I get a wedding invitation, I mean, I just don't do anything. I don't show up. So, yeah, I mean, that's on the list. I got to find some peeps before I can pop the question. So then I'll have people to ask. And she knows this. So, you know, there's no pressure. Um, It'll happen when it happens. But, you know, I need people for the podcast. I need people for when I get married. Unless I can trick her into doing something like eloping at the courthouse. But she's kind of bougie. I don't think she'd be into that. I imagine she'll want some big event, tons of people. I mean, even if we just invited her family, huge family. I mean, it would be just her family would probably be like 100, 150 people. And so, you know, it's going to be big. And that's all right. You know, I see my brother and his fiance well i guess they're married now they eloped at a courthouse because of covid or whatever but they're having a wedding in may and man it seems like a terrible thing planning a wedding stressful not that fun a lot of work uh to throw a party and you know most weddings i feel like most people just get blacked out and they don't remember that much so uh it's kind of a lot of planning for nothing. But I guess it's a good stress test. You know, if you can make it through planning all this shit, then, you know, I guess you could get through some stress in a relationship. But I'm definitely not looking forward to it. And it's not really my thing, you know? So what else have I been doing? Well... Honestly, I've just been watching a lot of anime. And if you're like my girlfriend, you might think that's fucking ridiculous to be a man almost 30 sitting at home watching anime. But fuck the haters, you know what I mean? Anime is tight. Anime is tight. You know, some good tales, some good cartoons, some good storylines. So the first anime I got into, uh, we moved out here. I mean, I gotten into it in the past, 
I watched it in subtitles as it was coming out. But I went through and watched the dub, and I watched all the Dragon Ball Super episodes. 131 episodes. Just grinded. Some people might think that's sad. A bad investment of time. But honestly, it was uh, sick. You know, I remember when I was young, I'd be getting off of school, coming home. You know, I'm not doing my homework yet. Hell no. I'm going to turn on Cartoon Network Toonami and play some Dragon Ball Z, you know? See what's up with Krillin and Goku. You know, has Goku powered up the spirit bomb yet or is it going to take three more episodes before you can throw it at Frieza and defeat him? You know, what's up with Cell? Did he eat Android 18 yet? Nah. What's up with Boo? Ajin Boo. Have Goku and Vegeta combined? Have they fused to become Gogeta yet? Or Vegito? I always forget which one it was. But it brought me a lot of joy. You know, I played the video games. I had some Game Boy games where you'd run around and you could be Goku and Trunks and Vegeta and you could go Super Saiyan. Pretty fun. But Dragon Ball Super, I mean, it's great. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend. 131 episodes. Let's see. 131 episodes times 20 minutes. 2,620 minutes. So... hours. Not that bad, you know? That's not a big investment of time. What else do you have to do right now? I mean, people are acting like they got things to do, but come on, COVID. If you're out running around, maybe you shouldn't be, especially out here in Nashville, in Tennessee, COVID's popping. People still don't seem to care that much about it. Uh, You know, a lot of... People not wearing masks. A lot of people just going and doing what they want to do. Um, But it's out here, you know. Luckily, I haven't caught it yet. Had a couple of close brushes with the COVID. Um, My mom came over for lunch. And a couple days later, she went and got tested. She was positive. We got tested. We were good. A little bit later, we went and hung out with some people, visited with them and their babies. And, uh, you know, they just had a new baby boy. Went and said hello. A couple of days later, they texted, hey, the mom texted, tested positive for COVID. Jesus. Got tested. No COVID. But the sketchiest thing, honestly, I didn't think I was going to make it back from Philly. We went up to Philadelphia, and, I mean, I thought, I knew for sure we were going to one party because her sister decided to throw, like, a COVID party uh, in her parents' house because she lives with her parents. And, you know, she's, oh, 10, 15 people. All right, that's kind of sketchy. No masks or whatever. 
people getting drunk. Uh, no, it was like 30 some people, you know, and her parents in their fifties. So getting up there, you know, should be a little bit nervous. Um, but also her grandma lives there and I don't know how old she is, but definitely pretty old and, uh, whatever. We're just going to have a COVID party, bunch of youngins getting drunk, grinding on each other, you know, uh, so yeah, we had that party. I went to a couple other parties, not a single mask, um, no precautions really. They were packed, uh, breathing a lot of other people's air, but didn't get it. Thank God. I was not trying to be stuck up in Philadelphia for a couple extra weeks, having to work up there. And, you know, I, I like to be home. I don't like to be around people all the time. And I was around so many people in Philly. Uh, but, man, this party her sister threw. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been to a party in a while, but uh, like that. But, you know, I don't know if it's always been like this or what. But, I mean, one, I kind of came to, like, a realization. I'm sitting there sober. I was working earlier, so I missed the kind of early part of the party. but. I'm sitting there watching these people interact and it occurred to me a lot of these 20, 21, 22 year olds that were getting drunk at the house. Um, I was having a hard time differentiating like, do these people have autism, you know, autism? Are they autistic or are they drunk? And that's probably not a good sign. You know what I mean? A lot of people come in, getting in your face to talk to you. They can't really hear. They don't really pick up on social cues like, get the fuck out of my house. It's three in the morning. You know, don't dance on a table. Uh, but, you know, it was eventful. This one girl straight Ronda Rousey, this dude. Uh, I mean, I guess he, he did deserve it. But, I mean, it was funny. Broke his damn nose, I think. Uh, he called her a whore. A whore. And she wasn't about that, so she just fucking clocked him. Pretty crazy. Haven't seen that too many times. Um, so that was cool. Let's see what else happened. Oh, I walked in on a great conversation. Um... Yeah, there was these two dudes, you know, perfect example. Are they autistic? Or are they drunk? Or are they stoned? You know, I couldn't really tell. They're sitting in the kitchen. Um, they both got long hair. They're both, you know, having a good time. If I didn't know any better, I'd think that they were about to, like, go bone. You know, they were getting that close and, like, lovey-dovey. But the one dude's uh, girlfriend was there, so... Uh, I don't know. I mean, if he's into it, that's cool. But I don't think they went home together. But anyways, this conversation. <laughs> ah, man. So they were talking about, like, Bob Dylan and the media and how, like, his song was about, like, the media controlling the population or whatever. You know, that's just that standard fucking stoner talk um 
But the next part of their conversation was pretty funny. Uh, they were trying, the one dude was trying to get the other dude to close his eyes and explain what the color blue is. And obviously he couldn't do it. He was mind blown. But nevertheless, pretty funny watching these goddamn idiots talk. Uh, what else happened at the party? Uh, oh, yeah. This was classic. Uh, so I get done working. I come out. I get a cup of water. And um, <laughs> this chick comes up to me. And she's drunk, uh, no doubt. And she starts chatting me up. And uh, <laughs> this young lady, bless her. She, uh, you know, I tell her who I am in relation to the owners of the home. I say, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, McKenna's older sister, Sierra. I'm her boyfriend. And she goes, Oh my God, you're dating Sierra? I said, yeah. I type that, you know what I mean? I hit that on a regular basis. And she's like, oh my God, you're so lucky. She's so hot. Like, I want to hook up with her. So, you know, I'm kind of impressed. I've never really had that before. I, I mean, I have. There's been an ongoing joke uh, with me and Sierra where like, We'll be out in public, and I'll just notice, like, girls kind of low-key hitting on her. Like, uh, we'll have a waitress, and we'll be at the table, and the waitress will, like, come up and grab her arm, and we'll be like, oh, my God, I love your tattoo. Like, where'd you get it? You know, some fucking hoochie mama waitress or whatever. And, uh, you know, she'll do that, and then she'll, like, put her hand on her back or something. And I don't know if Sierra gives out these vibes or what. I mean, she's got a tongue ring. She's got some tattoos. Maybe she's got a little bit of that bean energy. But uh, I don't know. It happens, you know? There's just definitely, there's always people hitting on Sierra. Particularly black dudes, very fond of her. Uh, you know, when she goes to a gas station. Like, she went and bought some goddamn Mega Millions tickets down the road at the gas station. And, uh, uh, you know, she's nice. She made a joke. She said if she won, she'd uh, come back and break them off a little chunk. And, you know, this this young black dude, he's like, say less, say less. If you win, just come back. I'll take you out. Uh, classic, you know what I mean? At the grocery store, man. People always coming up to her, talking to her, chatting her up. But I kind of, I think it's funny. I mean, sometimes I get pissed. Uh, especially, like, this is a scenario when I kind of get pissed. I'll be sitting here. We order food. The fucking Postmates, Uber, whatever the hell. Dude comes to the door. I'm sitting on the damn couch. And they come to the door to deliver the food. First of all, fuck you. Leave the food on the door and walk away. We don't need to interact. You know what I mean? It's COVID. There's literally no reason for the interaction. You're not going to, like, earn yourself a bigger tip. 
I don't need to see you. You know what I mean? Drop it off so I can eat my damn food and go on your way. Go do another order. But no. So often, the dude comes to the door, knocks on the door. I'm sitting on the couch. They can't. I mean, most of the time, I don't think they can see me. And they just start hitting on my girlfriend. I mean, if you are the type of dude to be delivering food and you assume, oh, maybe uh, maybe she's home alone. Uh, you know, let me shoot my shot. Fuck you, dude. You should not be coming to a girl's house that you don't know as a dude disguised as a delivery driver, but really you're trying to just hit, you know what I mean? Fish, see what you could catch. Nah, man. Creepy as hell. Get out of here. Stick to being online. You know what I mean? Uh, jerk off to cam girls. Fucking subscribe to OnlyFans. Like, don't show up at a girl's house when she's home and start hitting on her. That's so weird. Bunch of busted ass dudes. So, that's nothing new, you know? Dudes hitting on Sierra. Girls hitting on Sierra. I mean, I better watch out, honestly. But um, with that, I'll go into my second break. Stay tuned for more of No Known Associates. No known associates. I'm Ryan. Thanks for still listening if you're listening. I mean, I know no one is listening. This isn't live, and uh, I just started. You know what I mean? There's only a couple of views, but that's all right. I'm having fun um, by myself. So getting back to what I've been up to, you know? Dragon Ball Super, 131 episodes. I watched uh, Hunter Hunter. Great show, if you haven't seen it. It's about uh, some youngins, some young bloods, some young dudes out here in some fake universe. And, uh, you know, they become professional hunters. They can hunt beasts and uh, do cool shit. So, I don't know. When I was watching it, I was thinking, like, damn, even these cartoons have best friends, you know? Gon, the main character, and Kilua, neither of them have ever had friends. And then they form this, like, beautiful friendship where they become best friends and they go search for Gon's dad. And then along the way, they're fighting monsters and shit. Chimera ants. So, 
you know, I'm getting something out of it. Getting a little motivation to get some friends in case, uh, you know, I ever need to find my father or uh, kill some ants or something. But another show I've been watching and the last season just came out or is in the process of coming out. Attack on Titan. It's a show set in a fictitious universe, obviously. It's goddamn anime. It's not real life. And uh, there's a city or a few cities. They're all surrounded by a wall. And these big titans are attacking the city. And they're quite hard to kill. So, you know, there's a military that is trained and... They, it starts out following some youngins, this kid Aaron, some of his homies, and, you know, they learn to fight these titans uh, as they're invading, and obviously, like, the plot expands, and, um, you know, things aren't quite as they seem, it's got some good twists and turns, but in reading up on Attack on Titan, you know, because I don't have much to do. I've found that Attack on Titan, for some reason, is being characterized as a show representing the alt-right. Crazy, huh? Basically, I feel like everything's alt-right. If you aren't, you know, outside with some dyed hair and... uh, you know, with the sign that says, like, we love science, we love people, we love all sexualities, we love all races, we love, you know, vegan food and animals. Um, you know, you're all right. And so, I mean, I find it a little ridiculous uh, watching this cartoon. It never appeared to me like, oh, yeah, this is a metaphor for, like, Hitler taking over the world and, like, killing Jews and whatever kind of things that the alt-right is characterized as, you know, anti or white nationalism, all that good stuff. I mean, honestly, I don't even know what the definition of alt-right is. I pulled it up here. Um, In the U.S., alt-right is characterized as a right-wing ideological movement Characterized by a rejection of mainstream politics and by the use of online media to disseminate provocative content, often expressing opposition to racial, religious, or gender equality. Okay. I mean, Attack on Titan is about some titans invading a land that I can only assume is in an Asian country because it is anime, you know? I don't think many of them take place in the United States. Uh, I think they take place in fake Asian countries. So, I'm looking up, why do people think Attack on Titan is the alt-right or representative of the alt-right? And I stumble upon a great subreddit, r slash Ask feminists. Um, let's see. Uh, 
r slash ask feminist. This is a place to ask feminists your questions and dis- discuss the issues with feminists. If you've wondered what most feminists think about certain things, what our responses to certain issues, how we think certain things should be handled, or why we have adopted the positions and stands that we have, this is your place to get the question answered. Great. Okay. 63.3K members. Sweet. So, this is a post by the user Rad Pagroso. The title of the article, or of the Reddit post, rather, is Attack on Titan Turned My Son Alt-Right. What do I do? Dun, dun, dun. Ominous drums. I mean, the fact that people go online to ask random strangers that are perhaps trolls what (laughs) these types of questions. I mean, come on. Do you think that you're going to get help? Do you think that you're going to find the answer? I mean, apparently they do. So let's jump into the post, right? I feel distraught. I am a serious progressive. (laughs) Not one of these fake-ass progressives that still eats chickens and watches Attack on Titan and listens to the Joe Rogan podcast and goes to comedy shows. No, I'm a serious progressive. I raised my son to be so as well. Great. Pushing your ideology on kids. It's always great. No, let's not let kids think for themselves. Let's not have them learn and make decisions for themselves. Let's mold them like they are clay into what we want them to be. It works out for sure. I mean, it never goes wrong. You know, I think uh, parents get a little crazy pushing things on their children. I think, uh, you know, maybe you should just expose them to a wide variety of things and let them become their own person. But who am I? I don't have kids, you know. Maybe if I get a dog, I'll raise my my dog to be a serious progressive, Uh, you know. It wants a treat, but uh, I'll have to break the treat and kind of give it to, like, the neighbor's dog. Like, I'll have a little bit. I'll feed some to my girlfriend. And then the dog can get, like, a little bit of the treat that's left. Um, And, like, I'll give it, like, a gender-neutral name, like uh, Riley or, like, uh, Sam. It could be, I don't know. We'll see. Um, We always taught him the importance of tolerance, progressive values, and compassion for others. Okay, that's good. I mean, sounds like you tried to raise him to not be an asshole. That's good. I think you should tolerate and be compassionate for others. 
Ever since he was young, I taught him about white supremacy and the importance of helping the less privileged people. Uh, Okay. You taught him about white supremacy. Interesting. Please elaborate. And helping the less privileged people. Okay. What did you guys do? Did you go feed the homeless? Did you... Or did you just talk about it? I don't know. Let's continue. It goes without saying, feminism was strongly encouraged in our household. Sounds like a lovely environment. Um, I am sure that a young man probably going through puberty can understand the nuances of feminism. I mean, clearly not because you're writing this article. Maybe it has something to do with you. Maybe not. Maybe your kid is just what he is. But there has to be some personal accountability. So, months back, I got a suspicion he was exposed to radical ideas online. Oh, no. The internet. He likes to watch PewDiePie. In parentheses. Ugh. (laughs) He likes to watch PewDiePie. And so he's been exposed to radical ideas online. Watching a fucking Swedish dude play Minecraft. Oh, that is radical, man. His mind has been corrupted. Watching a Swedish dude review memes. Oh, my God. The horror. The horror. I mean, sounds like this kid's fucked, you know? He's a lost cause. He's all right as fuck. Uh, Oh, and he, she saw him watching Ben Shapiro videos on his laptop. Wow. Game over. Ben Shapiro videos. She probably saw him watching the goddamn video of him that everyone watched talking about WAP. You know what I mean? He's reading the lyrics about wet-ass pussy and talking about how it's a gynecological issue. And he talked to his doc- his, his uh, wife, who's a nurse and or a doctor, and knows all about uh, yeast infections and uh, whatever the hell else. I mean, come on, it was a meme. I don't think many youngins are sitting around watching Ben Shapiro. I think his uh, audience skews a little older. A little richer. I really didn't like it, but what am I going to do? Great question. Um, maybe be a parent, you could set boundaries. I mean, what do parents do? You just let your kids do whatever they want to do. Uh, you don't ever set boundaries. You don't punish them. You've never heard of timeout. All right. I mean, 
It's not that serious, lady. If you tell your kids not to do something, they are only more likely to do it. I mean, maybe. Uh, It depends on your approach, I would imagine. I don't think Jeffrey Dahmer, his mom, told him not to ever eat or murder people. And that was the reason why he did it more. You know, I don't think that that argument lines up that well. Plenty of parents tell their kids, hey, this is how you should act. Here's why. You maybe shouldn't do this. Here's why. That they all just say, no, fuck you, mom. Fuck you, dad. I'm a rebel. I'm going to do what I want. Sounds like she's honestly scared of her kid and doesn't know how to communicate. Maybe the this Reddit post will help. Let's see. After he watched an anime called Attack on Titan, he came out as a white nationalist. <laughs> he came out. He came out of the closet. As a white nationalist, I was hoping he would be gay or maybe trans or something of that sort. But no, he came out as a white nationalist. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> he told me to watch it, but I have no interest. And it makes no fucking sense how he got that message out of it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't think that message is within Attack on Titan. Um, maybe <laughs> your kid's fucking with you. Or maybe Attack on Titan is not to blame. As war as, war as I can tell. As far as I can tell, it's about giants eating people. Ding, ding, ding. That's what it's about. The subtext, the tone, the theme. Don't think it's white nationalism. It wouldn't make that much sense because it is anime. And I don't know if the characters are characterized as white. Maybe they are. Some of them definitely aren't. It alludes to one being of Asian descent. And she's like a main character that they all love, so... I don't know about the white nationalist part. Um, I asked him to explain, and he said I needed to watch it. He says white people have been lied about, and that everything he was taught in school is wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this part, yeah, I mean, they, uh, they find out their history is incorrect in Attack on Titan. Uh, that the origin of the Titans isn't what they thought. The origin of their city isn't what they thought. So, in that sense, maybe uh, he is getting these ideas from Attack on Titan that maybe you should question some of the things you're told. I don't think that that is uh, really anything wrong. Philosophers, over the past... Since philosophy was a thing, they ask questions. They seek truth. 
they question what the establishments tell them. I don't think that that means he is alt-right. I think that means he wants to understand the world he lives in. He doesn't believe in women's rights, and he thinks some races are less intelligent than others. <laughs> okay. I mean, it, uh, it sounds like your son is trolling. I mean, if I was your son and you pissed me off, you know, you made me go to some march when I just wanted to sit at home and, like, jerk off, or I wanted to hang out with my friends and you wanted me to go to some co-op to get groceries and work and like garden and like a community garden uh i think i would start to try to push your buttons you raised him with feminist values and he hits you with i don't believe in women's rights i mean come on I, if it is uh, real then well I don't think it's Attack on Titan to blame. I think you should maybe look at yourself. And the some races are less intelligent than others. I don't know. I don't know where he got these ideas. I think it could be trolling, lady. I have been in tears nonstop. Oh, he's probably thinking mission fucking accomplished. He's like George Bush standing on the goddamn carrier. He's got the banner out and victory. I've crushed my mom's soul. I mean, yeah, he sounds like a little dickhead. Um, what can I do to stop my son from going down this road? I don't understand what the fuck is going on. Man. All right, let's see what her supportive community has to say. Uh, well, there's not much agreement. Um, there's some feminists who've even watched the show. And as someone else who has watched and enjoyed Attack on Titan, I have no idea what that show has to do with white supremacy. In fact, it has a very diverse cast of characters. It has themes of fascism, but in a look how evil the government is kind of way. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, oh, of course. This is a treasure trove of great information. Uh, and someone posted a link to an article. What happened after my 13-year-old son joined the alt-right? A Washington family's nightmare year. Uh... I'm not going to dive into this. I'll save it for another time. <laughs> um, that was a cool article, but I have to say I'm suspicious of the mother's account of false sexual harassment claims. What? I didn't hear any sexual harassment claim. Um...
basically they're saying he should get therapy he should be exposed to different people of different races and different lifestyles so that he can open his eyes and have more broad experiences it's pretty sound advice um obviously there's some in here that are sympathizing with this lady uh I mean, it's really just like a problem with everything <laughs> nowadays. Like everyone wants to blame something. I mean, it's nothing new, right? Columbine. Oh, Eminem, Slipknot, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, maybe it's mental health. Maybe it's parenting. No, 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 no. The parents are doing their best. Every parent. Is doing their best. I mean, I think parents fuck up, man. We're all humans. Um, and I think you could maybe just love your kid more and meet them with a rat and then give them some encouragement. Uh, maybe just an idea. All right. I have one more rant, but... I'm running out of time. I have to work soon. And it uh, this topic is going to get me very fired up, so I'll save it. But if you're interested in knowing, in a time where helping others and getting outside of yourself to feel like you're contributing to this crazy world, is a way to bring joy and love to your heart and help you feel like you have a purpose. My job, one of the main aspects, is to sit in my house by myself and fire tons of people. <laughs> so, not exactly helping other people or contributing to the world. Um, but I get paid to do it, and I do it damn well. So that's all. First solo episode. Episode five here in Nashville. If you see this and you want to join, please. I have nobody fucking else to interview. Four mics and just me. Uh, went a little crazy with the stimulus checks and bought myself this whole nice setup. Uh, if you got any ideas, I'm open. I'm just trying to have fun and do something. Please tune in again. It's only going to get better and better, especially when I meet some people and make some friends, hopefully make them a little uncomfortable. But I thank you for watching. I appreciate you. Peace.